Shri Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai, Shri Shri Raji Gopal ki jai, Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai, Shri Krishna Das Kabiraj Goswami Mahasaya ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Evening. So we'll continue our discussions this evening from Chaitanya Charitamrita and we're reading from uh, a chapter in which Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is, well, in these chapters, in this chapter as well, he's been introducing the subject matter, the, the narrative, that is to say, the Leela. And in the context of doing that, he has given um, some very brief description of the Adi Leela. We discussed that, a very brief description of the Madhi Leela, which we discussed yesterday and tonight. He gives a brief description of the Antilila. And again, the Adi Lila consists of the first 24 years of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's manifest presence, and um, it ends with his departing from Nabadweep to take sannyas. And for six years, then, he travels and preaches, including spending time in Jagannath Puri itself. And those six years constitute his Madhilila. And the Madhilila has been emphasized by Krishna Goswami Kalanagatam, the Mukyo, the principal pastimes, their principle in the ways in which we described, in that um, they are more describable than the Antilila pastimes, which are so um, um, so transcendental, transhuman, <laughs> if you will. Um, uh, the Madhilila is a teaching Leela. Mahaprabhu's active public life is uh, um, described therein, and the way, really, of Sankirtan, by which one can enter into the inner um, cultivation of, of uh, spiritual emotion hmm, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did in his Antilila, this, which we'll discuss in brief tonight. And so the Madhilila is central because much more can be said about it hmm, on one hand, and um, also because it contains so much the teaching, teaching Sarup, Sanat, and Sarabhum, about the charger, so on and so forth. Um, and we may remember that from earlier chapters that uh, in the eighth chapter Krishna explained how the devotees of Vrindavan wanted him to write about the later pastimes. Um, and so Madhilila and of course that includes the the Antilila so we come to the Antilila uh, tonight and this again is just a few words about it basically basically in this section he's just saying there are three divisions of the Leela narrative that I'm going to now um, embark upon I'm about to narrate and it's Adi, Madhya, and 
Antin, and it's broken down in these ways as which we've described. So there's something we should be familiar with. It's our Grihijana Shikshaka Nyashikula Nayaka, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's our teacher both for householder life and for the renounced order of life. He's the hero as well. The renounced order of life shows us how to be a good householder. <laughs> how to, that means to say, as we've been discussing, how to enter into Namadweep. Hmm. We not, may not marry there, but we won't, we won't be sannyasis. Hmm. So, it's a family affair, a spiritual and family affair, which he departs from, obviously, externally to some extent, by taking sannyas, but through that he teaches how to love, actually. So, Krishna says that this, this, I think we ended with this verse. For six of the twenty-four years, in Nilachala, Jagannath Puri, Mahaprabhu distributed Prem Bhakti. And his way, his method to his madness was chanting and dancing. This chanting and dancing in itself is, as I often describe it, is a transrational exercise. While the Madhulila is full of teachings that do tax our intellect in a spiritual way, we may remember in the Gita that Krishna said that to to study the text carefully is to worship him with our intellect. So um, there's much teachings to absorb our intellect in. To spiritualize it, um, and qualify us to reason spiritually about it and its implications and so forth. But overall, and it comes out clearly in the chanting and dancing, this is a transrational exercise, an exercise that that spiritualizes the intellect and, and ultimately diffuses it with bhava, as it does. Um, the body itself, both the gross and the subtle body, makes us fit to participate in affairs that that transcend the limits of of reason. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the reason has its application in spiritual life by way of determining, discriminating how to best serve in any given instance. Not whether or not I should, or so on and so forth. So, chanting and dancing. What can be said about it? A lot, apparently. Setu Bandha, Aragoda, Vyapi Vrindavan, Prem Nam, Purichaja Kolila Brahmana. So, again, that's this continuation. I guess we must have also discussed this verse in our last session, but Setubanda Argoda, this talks about the places that he traveled, that he went to South India, Setubanda, he went to Godadesh, Bengal, he went to Vrindavan, in the um, Madhya So he went all the way to the south, southernmost tip, and he came up to to the north in, in West Bengal, and then, uh, then over to Vrindavan. He didn't, interestingly, go north 
to the Himalayas and and all. Why should he, for that matter, when the very um, place of Vyas, the Himalayas, is is um, to some extent represented in Navadvip itself. There, the Saraswati is flowing. Hmm. And the person that Vyas talked about and wrote about, Sri Krishna, is appearing in his extended lila, and so on and so forth. So, e madhya lila nam, lila mukyadam, shesh ashtadash varsha ante lila nam. So, this is, these are the principal pastimes. Again, this is what we, I think, emphasized the last time, the madhya lila. And the shesh, the end, 18, of 18 years, this is the, this is called ante lila, in his book. For six of the eighteen years, he continually stayed at Jagannath Puri, and he regularly performed kirtan, inducing all the devotees to love Krishna by chanting and dancing. For the remaining twelve years, he stayed at Jagannath Puri. For the remaining twelve years he stayed in Jagannath Puri, he taught everyone how to taste the transcendental mellow ecstasy of love of Krishna by tasting it himself. So this is the Anti Lila. So in a sense here he is does seem to be uh, further dividing the Anti Lila describing the last 12 years. Hmm. He said the, the Madhya-lila consists of the years of traveling and staying in Jagannath Puri, hmm. six years and 18 years of Madhya-lila, but the last 12 in particular, he seems to separate out hmm. and here and describe them in terms of Mahaprabhu's private life. Hmm. So in those 12 years he stayed in Jagannath Puri. He taught everyone how to taste the mellow ecstasy of love of God by tasting it himself. He taught, that is to say, by his example, these, uh, the narrative of the Antilila is not full of teaching. Mahabhu is not the professor sannyasi anymore. Hmm. Um, and the implication is, to some extent, this is not something that that can be taught, imitated. Hmm. Um, but through purification, we can come to inner life and the culture. We can know the theory about it, and so on and so forth. But it's all entirely taste-driven, natural, and to use Prabhupada's term, it's it's it has spontaneity to it. Ratri dise Krishna Birahas Purana. Day and night, Mahaprabhu felt separation from Krishna. Manifesting symptoms of the separation, he cried and talked inconsistently like a mad night, madman. Sri Radhara Pralap Yoiche Udabhadarshane Seymata Unmada Pralap Kore Ratridine As Radha talked inconsistently when she met Udhava, so also Mahaprabhu relished both day and night such ecstatic talk in the mood of Radha. So this is a prominent part 
of the um, Antilila, where Mahaprabhu begins to experience Radha as she appears in Uddhavakiri in Vrindavan, hmm, where the place where Uddhava met with the gopis. You know that Uddhava was the is the um, advisor of Krishna in Mathura and Dwarka. It was from Mathura that he was sent before Krishna went to Dwarka. Um, sometimes it's reasoned that that although Uddhava was a very wise person and Shastravit, uh, he, he knew the scriptures and he was, would advise Krishna accordingly how to respond in different situations and so forth. Um, still, he wasn't, didn't have the crown, hadn't been crowned a, a Maharishi. And his ego as a, as a scholar got the best of him and he wanted such a crown. He wanted such a title for himself. He thought maybe Krishna could arrange it in the assembly. So Krishna decided to send him to Vrindavan. Of course, there are the background, there are the reasons, and so on. Um, many things are accomplished in Leela at once. And um, Krishna said, we'll give that, get to that when you get back. Here, I want you to do something for me. Please send, go to Vrindavan and send a message to the inhabitants there. Hmm. who really were expecting him to return. Hmm. It was uh, Nanda Maharaj who, uh, uh, who accompanied him and some friends, um, and that, with the permission of Mother Yashoda, hmm. accompanied him to Mathura, where he had been invited to rise to the challenge of a wrestling match with uh, the... Uh, wrestlers of, of the royal court of uh, Kangsa. And um, because Nanda Maharaj made his promise to Yashoda, don't worry, I know it's difficult, I'll, I'll bring him back. We just got to do this, get it over with, and and so on. And then the condition of Devaki and, and um, um, Vasudev our consideration, and so on and so forth. So off they went to the dismay of everyone in Vrindavan. But as we know, Nandamarsh returned empty-handed. He didn't bring Krishna back. And um, he had been told by Vasudeva and Devaki that he's here now, and we've been freed from the wrath of Kamsa, thanks to him, and... uh, here he's in the city. He should. He's an extraordinary boy. He should get an education. So they convinced Nanda Maharaj he needed an education. They sent him boys to uh, the ashram of Sundipani Muni, and so on and so forth. And Nanda Maharaj was sent back empty-handed. You, you might think that all of the inhabitants of Vrindavan would be very upset with Nanda Maharaj for breaking his promise, but they they could see his condition was not different from theirs. Indeed worse than theirs, because he had to come back without them, and, and what could he say? Hmm. Um, so they were sympathetic to him, and and ultimately, after some time, Uddhava was sent to pacify them, and 
inform them in different ways to try to that the the separation wasn't what it seemed to be from a philosophical point of view and and that beyond that of course he did intend to return in the practical sense and so on and so forth and it was um, first to Nanda Marj and the king of Vrindavan's house that Uddhava pulled up in his chariot and and uh, of course in speaking with him and his wife Vishoda he was very much overwhelmed to see their condition their madness in separation from Krishna and um, it was quite bewildering to him the measure of their affection their love uh, the, the bewilderment that uh, that came with it he's a very clear-headed person Uddhava he knows that Krishna is God so this tempers his his servitor servitorship his servanthood which is tinged with some sakya it tempers it and he doesn't reach the kind of madness and bewilderment that he saw in the inhabitants of Vrindavan. From Nandanar's house and the next morning he went to see the gopis and when he came upon them there was Radhika lying down on the ground passed out and they were all concerned about her her well-being her livelihood even and because she came to and that in conjunction with the bumblebee this is being referred to here a bumblebee that was flying she mistook her own feet to be lotuses which they're compared to in the poetry and the bee was buzzing around the lotuses that were her feet <laughs> and she began to talk to the bumblebee this is the Brahma Gita of the Bhagavatam and the kind of madness that's that's exhibited there divyon mada divine it really means divine madness that um, a subset of which is um chitrajalpa chitrajalpa jalpa means like talk and chitrajalpa means like erratic talk that is the kind of you can imagine it's the kind of talk that if if you ever met a schizophrenic person, that they maybe they uh, or a manic person, they talk too fast, faster than their thoughts, hmm? or or not. I don't know. Anyway, it, it, it's it's incoherent. It starts to make make sense for a while, and then it goes in another way, and you have to listen for a while to realize, oh, he's not making any sense. Hmm? Something like that. And so this this Chitradalva is a subset of the Divyonamada, and there are. I believe nine different types of jalpa or talk within chitra jalpa, fusu jalpa, prajalpa, this jalpa, that jalpa, and so forth. Hmm. These things are all explained in uh, Rupa Goswami's Ujjwal Nilmani hmm. with regard to the progression of bhakti once one has attained prema relative to the particular rasa in which one has attained prema. In other words, in the Brajapakti that is our ideal, after the attainment of prema, there are different stages of intensification of the stayiba, of the dominant emotion. And so if you have the dominant emotion of dasya, vatsalya, or sagya, or madhurya, then that emotion in Braj will be developed in terms of sneha, man, 
Karnai, Raguna, Rag, Bhav, Mahabhav. All of those stages don't pertain to all of the different rasas. There's no Pranai, for example, in in Dasya rasa or Vatsali rasa, but there is in Vatsali rasa, or excuse me, in Sakya rasa and Madhuri rasa of a different nature. Um, so the, anyway, these are different developments, and these are the kind of developments that require its thought. Um, that 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 is thought that the perfected devotee requires in order to attain those developments and be a full participant in the Leela, they require the association of the eternal entourage, eternal associates of Krishna, who are thought to appear in the world again and again and uh, and and um, for the sake, really, of those devotees whose love has reached a certain pitch that in separation and without that meeting of the associates and so forth they cannot develop fully. Hmm. Krishna is missing them, they're missing Krishna. Krishna comes with his associates and so forth. So this is a very different, um, it's peculiar, different from um, in Vaidhi Bhakti, we know in, 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 from the Bhagavatam that Narada as a Vaidhi Bhakta was given his swarup immediately. He attained his ideal. He didn't have to take birth somewhere else. You don't take birth in Vaikuntha, but you do in Krishna Leela, in the Prakat Leela, in the Manifest Leela. Hmm. And then getting the full standing there, hmm. then when the Leela becomes unmanifest, the devotee is thought to enter into the unmanifest Leela. So, when Rupa Goswami is describing the different stages in relation to Madhurya Rasa, he comes to this Mahabhav. Mahabhav has different divisions. Ruda Mahabhav, Adi Ruda Mahabhav, hmm? Adi Ruda Madan Mahabhav, Adi Ruda Mohan Mahabhav, hmm? uh, and so on. This particular experience of Radha in Mahabhav, of Divyon Mada and this Chitrajalpa, this divine madness and this erratic speech, um, um, it appears in Mohan Mahabhav, which is a Adiyuda Mohan Mahabhav is a form of Mahabhav that is in separation, experienced in separation. It leads to Adiruda Madan Mahabhav, the highest ideal Adiruda Madan Madanaki Mahabhav. It's the it's the full face of Radha's uh, aesthetic experience in 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 rapture of divine love for Krishna. So this is a very high stage, but a stage of love in separation. Hmm? Adiruda Mohan Mahabhav. And this is the condition in which Uddhava encountered Radha. And the, the way it manifests was, as I'm saying, that she began to speak to a bumblebee, thinking her feet were lotuses, <laughs> around which the bee was, swarm, uh, was circling, 
and so forth. And she began to speak to the bee as if the bee were a messenger from Krishna. Hmm? So she was absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. And meanwhile, the messenger of Krishna is right there. Hmm? But she is ignoring him. Um, ignoring him, not seeing him, speaking to the bumblebee as if the bumblebee has come to inform her about Krishna without obviously saying anything. She analyzes the character of the bumblebee, its mustache, hold, having a little pollen. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, you must have been close to your, your friend Krishna who's close to the queens in Dwarka. Hmm? And so some some of the the kumkum or something has, has fallen on him and fallen on you and to see that I can tell that you're coming from him. This kind of way in which sometimes maybe a child might think about things, give meaning to things that uh, don't have the same meaning to to someone else. So that humans are bent on finding meaning. So anyway, um, Uddhava's witnessing this, and in, in her talk, she first might sp- she speaks a little bit in a, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that might seem more appropriate about Krishna. Surely he'll come back. I mean, I mean he was here for a while and then he left, so he probably won't stay there forever either. Hmm? Got tired of us. He'll get tired of those queens. And he'll come here and there, there our condition will be their condition. Hmm? And and certainly he, he feels affection for Nanda Maharaj. She begins to glorify Nanda Maharaj and his plight hmm? and so forth. Hmm? Exonerates him, of course, as I say, of any of any guilt for having taken Krishna out of Vrindavan, accompanied him as an elder to the wrestling match and so forth. Hmm? Young boy can't go without, at that age without his father. Hmm. Um, so, from there, then of course it it takes another turn, and she began to, to criticize Krishna and chastise him. And uh, it's a little more coherent than a schizophrenic person, but it's erratic in that she says one thing, and then and she's liking him, and that she's hating him, doesn't want to see him, wants to see him, and so on and so forth, and. In all of this, she's completely absorbed in Krishna. And some writers, some commentators have said that Krishna actually was the bee. Hmm. Not only messenger, but Krishna actually manifests as as the bee. And so this here's Uddhava. He's he's got a little message in his in his satchel that he's going to pull out and and give to the gopis, and and you know he's, he knows what it says. And then how he's going to talk to them, given their condition, and how they will receive it. And he is so experiencing the, the, the end of knowledge. You cannot be a Maharishi in the full sense of the term, hmm? unless you come to Vrindavan. Hmm? This is where bhakti reaches its full uh, expression. And as we know from the Gita, bhakti is the end of knowledge. It's the Rajavidya. Hmm? 
And basically it consists of manmana bhava madbhakto madhyaji mamnamaskuru. Become a bhakta, absorb your mind in me. And we may think, that's easy. I'll become a bhakta. I'll become a devotee. I'll absorb my mind in Krishna. I'll think of him. I'll pay my respects to him. But the standard of that mental absorption and offering regard to Krishna and so forth, this is uh, manifest the highest standard in the person of Radha. This is what it means to be a devotee in the full sense of the term. And Uddhava himself is startled, amazed by it. Hmm? He'll give his explanation, which says, or his message, basically, um, just as the elements are everywhere, earth, water, fire, air, ether, but they are also present in some way within each body, hmm? So, I'm everywhere, but I'm with everyone at the same time. I reside in everyone's heart. There's no reason to, to, to cry hmm? or to feel any separation from me. Hmm? I'm always there. Hmm? This kind of gyan. Of course, the gopis are not very interested in this. This message has no appeal to them whatsoever, which is to say that they're position is something far beyond that. We know that that Mahaprabhu himself was advised, or excuse me, Mahaprabhu's Guru was advised by one of his disciples when he was expressing lamentation and separation in the mood of Radha. Ram Chandrapuri said, said Nasochati Nakangshati You should not Madbhaktim Labate Param Don't hanker like this and you'll attain bhakti. And he was dismissed. He didn't understand the spiritual lamentation of Radha in, uh, in Madhurya Rasa. That's so much the ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So, Uddhava gets schooled, the point is, from the, the gopis, but in an he can't say much about it. He, he There are a couple of famous verses that he sings and is said to have chanted while wandering around the brudge for a couple of months uh, that glorifies the gopi's love and expresses a desire to be touched by it in some way. Hmm? Sometimes we find that a devotee in one rasa develops an affinity for another rasa. If that rasa is compatible, then what happens is that rasa becomes an udipana, a stimulant for his or her own rasa and intensifies it in some way. The, the, the primary example of that, of course, is the, the Priyanaramasakos who, who have a desire for Madhurya rasa and it manifests in the form of this Madhurya rasa becoming a uh, like an Udipana, an Anurasa of their rasa. They don't change rasas. So Uddhava desired the, in, the intensity of the gopis' love, and he thought that they, in order to get that, I need their foot dust, but they'll never put their, foots, their, feet, their feet on my head. So in that, because of that reason, he decided be, desired to become a blade of grass that they might step on his head. It's a way of saying... That, that that 
he became he became influenced in his own rasa by that rasa, in and aspired for the similar kind of similar kind of intensity in the context of his own loving sentiments for Krishna. Hmm? Each of these sentiments is perfect in itself. Stayibhav means like that. It's not going to change. But there are instances where it may be influenced by another rasa, and that's that's beautiful. Hmm? So, Uddhava is enlightened. Hmm. He says, hmm. this, this place here is off the map of the sacred text. It's beyond the Veda, Upanishads, and so forth, which I had a pretty good grip on. Hmm? And, um, and, and, and it's a place about which what can be said? How can you put it into, in, into words? Hmm? So it's significant at any, at any rate that, that this is mentioned here and it's developed as in when the Antilila plays itself out to some extent as well. Mahabrabhu enters into this mood of Divyon Mada and he expresses the Chitra Jalapa and, and so forth and he's assisted by Ramananda and, and uh, Swarup Damodar who sing various verses and so on and so forth. He's experiencing the Adiruddha Mohan Mahabhav and and the comparison between his experience and the expression of that by Radha upon meeting with Uddhava is is highlighted as to as an example. It's significant in a sense, in many ways, but in one way is that this is a time when this extraordinary condition of Mahabhav is being revealed in the context of Krishna Lila to be what it is in comparison to basic 101 spiritual knowledge and so forth, that you're not the body, God's in everybody's heart, we can't be separated from him at any time and so forth. These are important things to learn um, in the beginning. They're inside of all that is bhakti rasa, hmm? small in comparison to the de- to, to the development. But at any rate, it's an instance in the Antilila where a very extraordinary and high pitch of Mahaprabhu's love is described. And if it takes us as it should, upon hearing about it, as we are doing tonight briefly, going to the to the Divyon Mata, the Chitra Jalpa of Radha and so forth, we find that while we're hearing about it, we're also hearing the Brahmagyan and understanding that this extraordinary expression of Radha is grounded hmm, in that and is an extension of it because, again, unto itself, it's very difficult uh, to understand, to find a young girl who thinks her feet have, are lotuses talking to a bumblebee about loving some, but some boy hmm? um, <laughs> is not uh, 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 that Leela is not something you're going to um, share with the general public uh, without giving some background and understanding and so on. So anyway, I, I, we want to say here basically that this this whole of this Antilila is beyond words. Really, the, the the inner life of Mahaprabhu, his his culture of uh, taste, as it's described here in this verse. For for these twelve years, he tasted privately in the company of Sarup and and Ramananda. 
internally. The emotive aspect of 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 bhakti and cultivated that and so forth. Um, and it again, my point is this is grounded in Brahmagyan. To give another example, Bhakti Sarsi Thakur used to say that bhajan, which by which he referred to internal life as opposed to prachar, preaching and namsan kirtan, is performed on the canvas, I think he said, of Advaigyan Tattva. So Advaigyan Tattva means everything that's there in Brahmagyan, understanding I'm not the body, I'm 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 consciousness, not matter, and and so on and so forth. This is um, as this comes into play hmm, to manifest in the context of our culture of bhakti. Proportionately, we have real eligibility for participating in this type of emotional life. Prabhupada used to say it in another way. In order to enter the fire, you have to become fire. Hmm. Otherwise, you will get burned. Hmm. So, it's a high topic. This Anti Leela again is this is this the, the end. Anti means end. Shesh Leela. The end of Mahaprabhu's Leela. It's the culmination of a life of spiritual culture. Hmm. And it is a culture in itself as well. Bhaktivinotakur, we know. We could say his Antivila lasted for four years, where after preaching widely hmm, as a public figure and so forth, he retired from that in Navadweep, and I believe it was for four years or so he was inaccessible, hmm, other than to bring some prashad for him hmm, as he entered into fully, full-blown um, inner, inner life. Hmm. So, again... Madhya is the way to get there, and still, not that we shouldn't read the Antilila, become familiar with these things, and, and so on and so forth. But there is a distinct division in the Leela, and one, the way in which Mahaprabhu conducted himself in the Madhya is the way to enter into the Antilila. This is a very strong point of emphasis in our particular um, Paribar. Vidyapati Jayadev Chandidasar Gita Ashbodena Roma Ramananda Sarupa Sahita. So here again, uh, this is further emphasized in that he says that Mahabru he used to read the books of Vidyapati, Jaidev, and Chandidas, relishing their songs with his confidential associates, Ramananda Roy and Sarup Damodar. So the point is you can pick up these books and read them. There's no philosophy in them. They are simply love books, books about the romance of Radha and Krishna. And they're very easy to to uh, think of in, in a mundane way, but Mahabharata was not thinking of them in a mundane way, nor, they, nor, they, nor they were they written with that in mind. He was relishing them, relishing them. He couldn't uh, he, he could hear a verse sung by Srupdana and then recite a verse himself, and then in Nantila we find him explaining it 
over many, many, many Bengali verses. But his explanation is all entering into the lila and tasting and relishing and so on and so forth. We, 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 we find this kind of thing also in the writings of Raghunath Das uh, Goswami. So we can get some understanding of them, but these are very high uh, texts. The authors here were the kind of the precursors to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about because their books are what he's about, although they themselves were mm, um, appeared before him and they were not systematically teaching what is this what is this ideal? What is Manamakya Mahabhav and this is all coming from the Goswamis. Vidyapati Chandidas Jayade. Jayade was the earliest of them, I think, maybe around eleventh century. Jayade Goswami Chandid and and from maybe um, not sure where he where he was where he was from. Hmm. Bijapati and who was the other one? Uh, Chandidas. They were from, I believe, 14th century. Prabhupada says something about it here. Hmm. And some people say they were contemporaries. Hmm. Chandidas from Bengal. Jayadev from Bengal. Vijapati, hmm. maybe from. Matila. Um, so, we say that Mahabharu is the beginning of this dispensation of the world. What we mean by that is that Mahabharu formed a lineage, a sampradaya, to systematically teach about this mm-hmm. and how to attain that which is, in terms of Madhurya Rasa, is found in the works of Vidyapati, Jayadev, Chandidas, and so forth. Jayadev's, the famous story of Jayadev, of course, is there. His, his, his work was very popular in Jagannath Puri. Again, Jagannath is worshipped by many different people. There are many different notions or conceptions of who he is. Who he is, in the full sense of the term, is brought out by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and that's found in Jayadev's work there, where the the supreme, if you will, position of Radha is emphasized. It said that Jayadev was writing his book and he got the impression from within while he's writing the Leela that Krishna was bowing down to touch the feet of Radha. And they thought, how can this be? Krishna is the supreme God. Jayadev's book is a little, is, is uh, Gita Govinda, a little different, I would say, than Chandidas and Vijapati, and a little more understandable in terms of Siddhanta. It's prefaced, his book, for example, by the famous Das Avatar Stotram, the prayers glorifying the ten avatars. And as you know, in that song, each avatar is really described as an avatar of Krishna. Kesha Badrita, Narahari Rupa, Kesha Badrita, Mina Sharita, Kesha Badrita. Rita, Brigupati, Rupa, and so forth. Jai Jagadisha Hari. So the, the poem, in a way, says Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. That's helpful. Hmm. It is a key point of tattva for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Jiva Goswami called it the Paribhas Sutra, the password for unlocking the tattva of the Bhagavatam. 
But then the book is is is, is a Leela narrative. Anyway, in the context of the Leela, this Swayam Bhagavan Krishna, you, you don't get that necessarily from the Leela, but it's kind of uh, hidden there in the, in, the, in the preface in the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the divinity of Krishna is clear. It, it, that, that he, the supreme divinity, is bowing to someone else. Who is that person? What is her position? And so he paused in writing that and thought, hey, I must be mad. How, 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 can, how can I be saying this? How can I be feeling this? And he went out for to take a break from his writing. And while he was gone, his wife had cooked. And um, when he returned, his wife was eating. And he said, well, how, you, why, how come you ate without me? Hmm? She said, what are you talking about? You just came in and ate a few minutes ago and went into your room and wrote. What are you doing out there? <laughs> Something like that. And he was, was very bewildered further now by this, what she talking about. And he went in his room and he found that the the words that he was going to write had been written. So the the story is that, that Krishna, of course, appeared in the form of Jayadev, came and ate dinner with Padmavati, his wife, I think her name was Padmavati, and, um, and then went into the room and finished the sentence. What, what Jayadev was feeling, Krishna himself personally confirmed, something like this, that Krishna is bowing to the love of Radha. Hmm? Krishna really is is the person, the Godhead in the hands of the Madurasa, the Madanakyamahabhava of Radha. These two are one and different, so her love has a corresponding object. Hmm? The full face of Krishna is the Krishna standing next to the, to the love that Radha is the embodiment of. So, at any rate, these are the kind of we're talking about philosophically, but the, the beautiful poetry and the Leela, the narratives of, of, of Krishna Leela um, in, in these books were the kind of things that Mahaprabhu relished. And some verses from the Bhagavatam will be cited also in the Antya Leela. So this is a stage of relishing. So I may say, well, if we don't hear them, how will we relish them? We should hear them. We should hear the Antya Leela and so forth. But there are other things we should do also. Hmm? Until the taste is so consuming that we can't do anything else. This is what happened to Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He couldn't do anything else. He could not help himself. Here in Antilila, the ecstasies that he's experiencing and the madness um, that he's exhibiting hmm? are also, interestingly, a kind of Aishvarya that distances him from the other devotees. His public life is over now. It was bad enough that his public life, in his public life he became a sannyasi. Well, that began his real public life. He had a little bit of a public life in Namadweep as a scholar, of course. But as a sannyasi, then, he's always on display. And so this creates some distance. He's a big person. The crowd's following him everywhere. and People want his autograph and so forth. They can't get that close to him. Uh, but now his auntie Leela, he's no longer a public figure in a sense, more of a private figure, but a, a, a great public figure, retired as a private person and exhibiting ecstasies that make it difficult to relate to him. Hmm? 
to have a conversation with him and say, let's go to Kirtan together and so forth. And, and so um, this is a, a manifestation of Aishvarya that's very extreme. And what's happening, of course, is that Mahabharata was entering into the, the full sense of Madhurya, intimacy, sweetness, that is Vrindavan, which, the background of which is, of course, the full manifestation of Aishvarya. In other words, this Aishvarya and the Madhurya, they, they, they complement one another. So, yes, in Vrindavan, Vrindavan is, is dominated by Madhurya, but we do not find greater manifestations of Aishvarya in Dwarka, Leela, or Mathura Leela than we find in Vrindavan. We find Krishna, for example, in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, showing himself to be the source of Vishnus, who is the source of universes and Brahmas and, and so on and so forth. This is super extraordinary. Of course, it's manifest in Vrindavan, but it does not um, affect the intimacy of the devotees there. We should understand also the Aishvarya of the Bhagavatam to, in terms of its purpose. The author, I've often said, of the Bhagavatam walks a tightrope between Aishvarya and Madhurya. He has to show that Krishna is God in order for his leelas to be considered sweet. Because again, we know if God acts human-like, that's very charming, it's very sweet. When he does so, it's very easy for humans to make a bond, an emotional bond with him, being emotional beings that we are. We are full of ups and downs and so forth, and we know something about the human psychology and it's an emotional roller coaster that we live on. So when we find God is experiencing that, we it's very easy to bond with him. I don't know of any other religious tradition or spiritual tradition in which you can make a bond with the Godhead emotionally, which we are more than we are rational beings, we are emotional beings. Hmm? Uh, we can connect rationally with the philosophy, but we can make it connect emotionally with the Leela when Krishna acts like us. Hmm? And wonders if Radha loves him and, and then needs the help the counsel of his friends, like Subal, to assure him, and, uh, and 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 get the assurance that he'll he'll be able to bring her to him at such times, and so on and so forth. This is very charming. When we hear these things, we we very much um, um, become attracted. We 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 find it amusing and and sweet, and we we bond. With Krishna, hmm. so um, the Aishvarya, in which Krishna is presented as Swayam Bhagavan, the personality of Godhead, and so for the purpose of this, this has a purpose. Hmm. It's not the main purpose of the Bhagavatam. The main purpose of the Bhagavatam is to let us know that it's possible to bond with the Godhead in intimacy, like a friend, like a lover. Hmm? It's not, in other words, the book isn't so much, for example, about 
the fact that God descended on earth and lifted a mountain as it is that he has friends who felt that he needed their help to do any such thing. That's what the Bhagavatam is about. Hmm? Do you understand? That is its purpose. That's what it's showcasing. And so the Aishvarya has a secondary purpose only. Hmm? He's depicted as lifting, appearing at human-like, lifting a mountain with his little finger and so forth. And and but so even someone may find that hard to believe hmm, from their rational perspective. But that's okay, whatever. The point of that, hmm, if we look closely, is that there are people associated with the Godhead hmm, who think that he can't really do anything like that without help from us. Hmm. What what kind of people are those? What and and that you could be such a person? Hmm. This is the, the what the Bhagavatam is about. I said before it has these centers of Basalya Rasa, Madhurya Rasa, Sakya Rasa, and so forth. It's and, and Jiva Goswami goes through the whole Bhagavatam in his Gopal Champa. At the end, he says, "So you've heard it now. Which which mood are you attracted to? I've showcased the moods here, as the Bhagavatam does." And I've tried to pull him out that much more, hmm? and so that you could taste more the Vatsali and the Damodar Lila and the Sakya and the, the Brahmavimohan Lila hmm? and the Madhurya and the in the in the, in the um, Rasa Lila and so forth, hmm? and and the ideas. I've read the book and I found my place here. In regards to these sentiments, so here anyway in the Antilila we find Aishvarya, and appropriately so because Mahaprabhu was entering into Vrindavan. Hmm? Here the full face of the personality of God it is is manifest. Aishvarya is full, and the Madhurya is full, hmm? but the Madhurya. Is such that it makes the Aishvarya look small and insignificant and secondary, and indeed it is in terms of the purpose of the book. It is secondary, secondary but important. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. This is a kind of Aishvarya. He's the personality of the God, and he's the source of all avatars. It is an important point of tattva. This is only to get the footing that we may enter into the Bhav. And again, in Vrindavan, it's not the hardly the focus, that Krishna is the personality of God. People say that, and sometimes the inhabitants will repeat what others have said. It's not something they believe. It's not their experience. Krishna is their son. Krishna is their friend. Some people say he's God. Who knows? Maybe he is. Whatever. So, so, so Mahabharu now in, 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 is absorbed in... And what's been cited here is kind of the essence um, in one verse describing his his uh, experience like Radharani in uh, speaking to the bumblebee when Uddhava came. And then a brief reference to these texts like Vidyapati's writings, Chandidas, um, Jayadev, and so forth. And the madness of Mahaprabhu is a kind of Aishvarya as he enters into the Madhurya.
So, to conclude this section, a couple of verses, what does he say? Krishna Rabi Yoga Jata Prema Cheshtita Aspodiya Punagaila Apnabanchita Separation from Krishna. Mahaprabhu relished all these ecstatic activities and thus he fulfilled his own desires. Though it's through separation they will enter into the union. Ananta Chaitanya Lila Chuddhujipa Han Ke Barnite Pore Taha Vishtara Kuriya pastimes of Mahaprabhu are unlimited. How can such a small living entity elaborate about those transcendental leelas? Sutra karigane jadi apane ananta sahasravarane tenho nahi payanta. Viseshanag ananta personally were to make the pastimes of Chaitanya into sutras with the thousands of his mouths there was no possibility there's no possibility that he could find their limit. Tamara Surupar Gupto Murari Mukya Mukya Lila Sutre Likache Vichari. Devotees like Surup Damara and Murari Gupta have recorded all the principal pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the form of notes. After their deliberate consideration, those notes kept by Surup Damara and Murari are the basis of this book. Following those notes, I wrote I write of all the pastimes of the Lord. The notes have been described elaborately by Vrindavan Das, and Vrindavan Das, the authorized writer of the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is as good as Vyasadeva. He has described the pastimes in such a way as to make them sweet and sweeter. Being afraid of his books becoming too, too, volum- too voluminous, he left some places without vivid descriptions. I shall try to fill in in those places as far as possible. The transcendental pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu have actually been relished by Vrindavandas. I'm simply trying to chew the remnants of food left by him. So, Arilila Sutra Lika Sunabhakta Gaon Sangchepe Likiye Samyat Natyaya Likan. So now, my dear devotees, he says, let me write a synopsis of the Arilila. I write of these pastimes in brief because not possible to describe them all. So this will be the next section. Sri Krishna Skaliyarch Goswami Mahashari Ki Jai. Shanti Lila Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. Gold Premanande. Panchakalpatru Deschar Kripasundu Vyevat Chah. Patitanam Pabani Bhavashnabini.